Hello and welcome to the Bachelor of Arts in Applied Management for Human Services Nonprofit. This is a podcast in relation to the assessment guidelines for project management. There'll be a series of uh, podcasts as we work through the year uh, presented by Brendan Collins along with myself, Raymond Watson. If you haven't met me, I'm the assistant college director but I'm also the head of online learning and we've been developing podcasts which have been a a popular support for the last few years. So it's my pleasure to welcome uh, the course director for management uh, Mr Brendan Collins. Hello everybody it's great to be here and looking forward to exploring this particular uh, topic with you which is a really interesting uh, assignment so I hope you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. And as I said, students have actually a valuable resource in uh, in the past. So hopefully you will too. Uh, also from podcasts, if you want Brendan and me to talk about any uh, further topics or future topics, then if you just c- you can leave it in the discussion forums online or even email your tutor and say, I would like Brendan and Raymond to talk about, for example, referencing or something like that. And we can follow Absolutely. up on it. Yeah. So project management. Project management, I believe, carries 20 credits, does it? Yes, it's a big one, Raymond. It is a big module. So uh, one of the important things to remember on this particular um, assignment or assessment is that it goes throughout the whole of the of year three. So we uh, it's already started. People have uh, read the module and they've attended the workshop and should now be working on the first part of the project and will continue to do so through the, the, the academic year. So will be submitting their work next uh, at the end of June of next year. Okay, so they have commenced the workshop now Yes, uh, students. Yeah. Uh, so you've commenced the workshop, but this isn't sub- for submission until June. That's true. But it's not that you leave it to June, you work on it through the year, I think would be fair to say. I think that's a really important point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, Thank no, you for that clarification. No, no, we work from our experience and the, and the experience of actually working through the year works best for, for all concerned. Most definitely. And um, is, there's a logical sequence to this. So, um, you, you know, as we, as we talk about it, it'll become uh, quite apparent. But there are four distinct sections. So the first section we would be encouraging people to be working on now. Okay. It's, a, it's actually a nice piece of work, but that if possible to get the, the, the majority of it done, or the, at least the information collected uh, before Christmas. Okay. So really it's the run into Christmas to get part one done, but we'll, ex- we'll explore that now in a minute. Yeah, so as you say, the project is in four parts, and we'll talk about the, the way it's presented, etc. at the end. Absolutely. And referencing, etc. Yeah. So we're now going to look at the meat of the assignment here and these four parts, Brendan. So could you talk us through what a student should be looking at in relation to part one, the organisation? Okay, so the first thing to remember in uh, undertaking this project, like any project, you don't do it all in one go. So that's just rest assured on that. That's really important to remember. Any project, uh, there are stages to it. So what we've done here is we've developed four distinct stages. There'll be smaller stages, as as people understand, but there are four parts to this. The first part is called the organisation. And what uh, people are going to do in this section is literally research their organisation. So the um, 
so for some, uh, this is going to be, I suppose, easier for some people than others. It depends on the length of time the organization has been in existence, uh, whether it's easy to access records, etc. But you're not writing a definitive uh, narrative on the, on the history of the organization. So just to bear that in mind, please. So what you're going to do um, uh, in this first section is you research the origins of the organization. So why was it established? Uh, when was it established? How was it established? Apply the who, what, where, when principles uh, to this particular piece of work. So don't worry about um, writing information at this point. What you're doing is undertaking research. So the research is uh, looking at uh, if there's any written history of the organization um, uh, uh, that's available to you. If not, are there uh, uh, personnel that you can talk to who have been involved in the establishment of the organization? And when I say personnel, it could be uh, people who worked in the organization, uh, people who volunteered in the organization, or indeed people who availed of the service from the outset. In my own experience, if I may, Raymond, um, mm. uh, when I was working in Enable Ireland, I worked with a group of adults um, uh, who had actually been uh, been uh, in the service from its from its origins, oh, wow, yeah. and could tell stories of when it was a set up first and the people who set up the organisation first, and were able to talk about, for instance, when they knew Christy Brown and his his, his character. Excellent. So it was wonderful social history. So if there are opportunities to, to talk to people in that way, great. So really what you're looking at is the history of your organisation. So your first act is to scan your environment, see what's available to you. Is there, as we were saying, the written history? Um, are, are there, is there documentation that you can have access to? Um, most organisations will have that, so obviously you need to seek permission. So you need to talk to different people. So you need to go and do this before you actually write anything. So you're exploring, exploring it. The feedback we've got from people on this is that people have found this particularly interesting oh, and yeah. that they uncover not any kind of secrets or anything like that, but uncover um, aspects of the organisation that they hadn't known about or hadn't considered, uh, particularly from a social perspective and from a community perspective indeed. Okay. And... Is there a focus on how the students look at their organisation now and its relevance in relation to today? So, for example, an organisation might have commenced um, 20 years ago to support a particular demographic, but oh, maybe sure. that demographic has changed or moved on or whatever. So yeah. is, is it as much about relevance? It's not only about the history, but it's about today. Very much so. If, if anything, and that's a really, really good question, because if anything, there are two parts to this. Mm. The first is doing the research, looking at the historical aspects of the, uh, of the origins of the organisation. And then obviously you have to draw the line. As I say, you're not writing a definitive history. So mm. bear that in mind, please. So then the other side of that, the other half of it is indeed making comparisons to what the organization is doing today. Yeah. As you correctly say, are the demographics the same? Yeah. Um, is the mission statement the, sta is the same? With more recently developed organizations or established organizations, mm -hmm. you may find that there's very little difference. Yeah. But perhaps with organizations that may have been around since indeed the 19th century in some yeah. cases, 
are the early parts of the uh, 20th century, the, the focus will probably have changed. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just making comparisons. Likewise, you'd be looking at things like the mission of the organization. Is it the same, different? What way has it changed? Yeah. The objectives of the organization. And then also the values of the organization. Yeah. So you may find that, yes, it's very much now a modern type organization, but its values are still the same. Yeah. Or, indeed, they may be completely different. Excellent. Thank you, Brendan. And in relation to part one, would the student need to do anything else or is that it? Kinda? No, really, the most important thing is the research that they undertake. If I, at the risk of repeating myself too often, please note you are not writing a definitive history of the organisation. Okay. So the way to do it is if you were to quantify it, it'd be almost like are there 10 things that you can find out about the organization's past, for yeah. instance? You know, who established it? Why was it established? Yeah. Where was it established? Things like this. Yeah. Um, so that you can gather your information and uh, coming towards Christmas time, draw a line under it. Excellent. Because you need to stop. So even though you may say, oh, there's lots more I could find out, there are, you, you need to move on. So once you get the essence of what you, um, uh, the essence in terms of the origins of the organisation, that will do fine. But draw the line, irrespective of where you're at, by Christmas. Okay. So once you're having that turkey curry, it's time to move on to part two. If you if you want to eat turkey curry, that's that's all your own business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, and we'll move on to part two, uh, which is to undertake a pestle if I'm pronouncing that correctly, yes, analysis good. of your organisation. Can you talk us through this, Brendan? Sure. The Peston analysis, um, and uh, for those of you who are um, uh, 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 enthusiastic students, you will have maybe looked at this and you may have actually come across another acronym called STEEP, which is oh, yes. more or less the same. That would be the one um, I'd know more, yeah, STEEP. Yeah. It's very much the same. So what you're doing is PESTEL or STEEP, what these tools do, they're a way of looking at our environments. Yeah. Uh, and when I say our environments, the environments in which our organisations operate, in other words, society, the yeah. world. Okay. So what you do is, PESTEL stands for looking at aspects such as political factors, um, economic factors, social factors, technological factors, legal factors and environmental factors. So what's happening in the, in the environment in which your organisation is working, which is society, okay? So if we scan the environment and look at uh, political issues, for instance, mm -hmm. so what's happening politically uh, that may or may not impact on the organisation, but has some bearing on the, on the work of the organisation? So at the risk of anticipating what people might uh, write about at this point of our discussion, but technically we should be uh, in a Brexit era in, in terms of oh, yeah. um, the UK should have left Brexit yesterday, indeed. Yeah, it's indeed. now the 1st of November. So uh, this hasn't happened, but Brexit is an issue that's impacting on the political agenda. So how might Brexit impact on your organisation, if at all? Yeah. So people may initially think, oh, maybe not so, but if you scratch it a bit more or peel it away a bit more, you may find there are issues yeah. that uh, can impact on, on the organisation. Are, are there other issues? Um, uh, some might say that the rise of uh, populism, 
is yeah. an issue to be concerned about within our line of work. Um, uh, when we look at the rise of populism across Europe, indeed, and in the uh, United States, is this an issue to be concerned about? Yeah. Um, it's really up for up to people to decide that themselves, and in what way that can impact on the organisation. So, looking at each of these factors, so looking at economic factors, what what economic factors might be impacting on the organisation? So, for instance. Our economy appears to be um, improving, uh, so uh, that may impact in terms of funding, may have a bearing on the expectations of staff, for instance, may have an impact in terms of the expectations of people who avail of our services. Mm. So what's, what's happening in relation to economic factors? So you work your way through each of these factors. Just bearing in mind, please, a bit like the history that we were talking about previously, you won't be able to talk about all factors, okay. all the elements of all the factors, if that makes sense. So once you address two or three elements of each of the pestle of each. elements, if that makes sense, that'll be sufficient. Okay, in, in relation to this, as, as in any of these models, would there be any issue that might actually cross over some of the particular elements of pestle? So, for example in the, um, the kind of neoliberalism that's kind of moving into the world. Like you could say that actually crosses into political, economical, sociological, for example. Very much so, absolutely. Yeah. So that's why this, is, this exercise uh, is not, it's not finite in any way. So I, I'd really be saying to people, don't get overly concerned about where your analysis fits. Okay. Um, so as you correctly say, there are some topics that will go across all of these of these issues. And particularly when we look at social issues, for instance. So we could talk about, as you say, ne- neoliberalism yeah. as, as a political issue, but it's also a social issue yeah. in terms of why are people you know, embracing this, etc. Yeah. So don't feel that you need to pigeonhole everything. Okay. Okay. The most important thing is that you're scanning your environment, yeah. you're, look, you're using these headings to say, so what is happening in two or three yeah. aspects of each of the, the pestle uh, elements? Excellent. Uh, because you won't be able to, not that you won't be able to, you simply don't have the time or the space or the word count mm. to address everything oh, in no. each of them. It's, it, that's impossible. It'd be impossible. But to get a sense of what's happening in relation to these, um, these factors. No, absolutely. And I suppose the key words there for me is in the third paragraph under part two, which is critical analysis, which is you're not just listing them. No, you're actually linking them to your organization. So this is you're in you're in a a level seven degree year. So therefore, it's that need to critically analyze. So you're linking these particular elements to to where your organization is at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it all comes back to relevance. Mm. It's the so what factor. So what are the factors that you have identified? What have they got to do with the work of your organization? Yeah. And if you find it difficult to link them, uh, give yourself time to reflect on these because it may take a bit of working out. Yeah. You may need to go talk to colleagues, uh, your line manager, uh, indeed um, people in the Open Training College here, mm. your tutor, uh, ourselves indeed to tease these out a bit more. If you still have difficulty in linking what you've identified with, uh, in relation to the factors with the work of the organization, don't be overly concerned. Okay. You can flag that and say, I, I think this is important, but I've yet to figure out 
why this made impact on my organisation. And that's fair. And that, that's absolutely fine. That's absolutely yeah, fine. Very you, much you so. Know. And, and I suppose at the end of part two then, what should the student be coming out okay. of part two with? So you've done a number of things. What, what you'll do is you will literally sit back and you will reflect on the information that, you, that you've gathered, okay? So you look at your history, you look at where the organisation has come to now, mm. you look at the findings from your pestle analysis, yeah. and you review that information. And what you need to do then is say, where is change, or ask, where is change calling from? Okay. Are, are, is any of your information indicating change? Yeah. So it might be change in the short term. You may say, oh yeah, I think we need to address something around staffing issues in respect yeah. to training, for instance. Or it may be more long term in terms of preparing for a whole shift in the cultural makeup of the organisation, yes, for instance, yeah. that could happen over a five to ten year period. So where do you think change is coming from? Okay. So the important thing to remember at this point, please, is that you don't have to identify a change project that you need to complete within the time frame of this particular assessment. No. Okay, that's, so you that's may, valuable to know. Yeah, you may find that you identify a project that you begin looking at and that you continue beyond your studies. Okay. So that what you're doing is that you've done your analysis, you've done your, your research on the organisation, you've done your personal analysis, you've done a review of that information, and you start moving into designing a change project. Okay. But that's as far as you get. And okay. that's absolutely fine. We'd sooner you did that rather than pushing something uh, that isn't in existence, if that makes sense. Makes absolute sense. So this is really more about the identification and the start of something rather than rushing to the end and just Very to so. just to uh, complete the assessment within the time period yeah. within your degree year and if i could st uh, point out please that in many cases not in all but in many cases if you're if an organization or a group of people is uh, taking on a project of fairly major fairly major size you rarely undertake that project in a short period of time Generally oh, speaking, you need to allow yourself approximately three years. It's a, oh. it's a kind of a ballpark because you initially you identify a project, you start generating interest, uh, there's everybody's on board, and then not an awful lot happens and people kind of lose, uh, lose the enthusiasm, but then something happens and then mm. things begin to take place. So all that takes takes uh, 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 takes place over a, uh, over a, an extended period of time. So just to bear that in mind, please. Excellent. No, that's that's very good, Brendan. And I suppose that brings us then uh, neatly on to part three, which is planning the project. Yes. Um, and so this basically is the culmination of all your studies up to this point. You've been doing this from the from your very first assignment in year one. Okay. when you considered DAS four functions of management. Okay, So what you're doing is you're taking your project, you've, mm. you've identified at this stage what your project is, and you're literally saying, what actions do I need to undertake in order to progress this project? And you'll be doing the plan, act, study, do cycle. Okay. So what is your plan? So the, what's the plan that you're going to develop here? Yeah. And using the four functions of management, as in uh, planning, organizing, 
um, leading and controlling would actually be a good way to present this information. So what's the plan that you're going to put in place? And then start looking at some of the key actions that you'll undertake. And this is where we were talking about moving your planning beyond mm -hmm. the submission date of the assignment. Okay. Because you may find that in order to take different actions, you're actually moving into next year indeed, if not mm -hmm. beyond. But give a clear indication of those time frames. What do you think the time frame will be for the different actions? There is a model that we propose, which is a Gantt chart. Oh, and yes. we can provide information on that Gantt chart um, through the tutorial system. We'll also uh, put information on uh, up on my OTC. Um, it's also in the workshop presentation. But a Gantt chart is a wonderful planning tool. Um, and we've used it on numerous occasions here in the Open Training College. We have indeed. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really good. It's yeah. really helpful if you haven't encountered it before. So developing a Gantt chart will be a key piece of this, yeah. this part of planning the project. And literally, you take all your actions, you list them in, and present them in a particular way, and you put timeframes around them, which is it's a really interesting way of visualizing, visual, visually presenting your, your information. The other uh, thing that you'll do is look at your stakeholders and how you're going to work with these stakeholders, how you're going to keep them on board, what work you need to do with them. And again, we have a, a model that we, we bring you through on that. And then the other, which obviously is very important, it's a bit like going on a journey and deciding, you know, do you drive with a full tank of petrol or a half tank of petrol? Oh, yeah. So what resources will you need? Um, in other words, uh, what supports will you need? One of those will be financial. Um, so looking at your module on uh, budget mm -hmm. finance, yeah. uh, budget management, or managing finance in uh, HCAM will help you with that in terms of giving broad indication of how much all this is going to cost. Oh, wow. it, it doesn't have to be overly detailed, but giving yeah. some indication of the cost of the project. So kind of like a ballpark figure? Ballpark figure. Is really yeah. what we're looking at. Very we don't much want so. to write uh, rather than it. getting into the minutiae, because it, it, for many people that would be actually, it, it just simply won't be possible. Yeah. But to give some sense of what, because inevitably if you're sitting down with the decision makers in your organization, inevitably they're going to say, this is great, this is really interesting, but what's the bottom line? Yeah, okay. And that's uh, and in fairness, that is their job to yeah. ask that question. Oh, no, absolutely. In relation then to planning the project, the module itself is, is very good in relation to, to guiding the student through those particular six, yeah. six actions, yes? Yeah, very much so. So if you consider the module as your template to work from, yeah. that's that's the way to go, exactly. Excellent, yes. so yeah. refer, refer to your module. But um, that's good. So after all that then... You move to part four? Yeah, and really, dare I say it, I would like to think this is probably maybe the easiest part of the uh, exercise in that just a few weeks prior to submitting your work, mm. you draw the line on it. Um, not that you finish the work uh, of the project, because hopefully yeah. you'll be continuing that uh, as part of your role. But in terms of the assessment side of your studies, maybe come back three, four weeks and simply reflect on the work that you've been doing over the past number of months. Mm -hmm. And 
identify the work that you've undertaken yeah. uh, in respect to project management. So what have you learned from this work? Yeah. Uh, what have you, uh, what skills have you developed? What skills and learning did you bring to the process? Um, what would you like to see happening as a result of the work that you've undertaken? Obviously, you'd like to see a project unfold, but is there anything else that you'd like to do in terms of your own uh, professional development? So it's very much suggests, so it's a reflective exercise so that you take time out to simply reflect on your experiences and your learning and to reflect on your future actions. So yes, yeah, so basically what went well, what didn't go well, Precisely. what skills did I develop, what skills did I bring to this project and also what skills do I need to develop, what did I Very learn. So. Excellent, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. in a nutshell, if you answer those five, you'll have done the reflection. Very much so, yeah. So the word count for this, Brendan, yeah. is is quite hefty uh, 6,000 to 7,000 words yes. I suppose that re- that's a reflection of the 20 credits this, th- this so. module would carry yeah. and in relation to the breakdown of the marks does that, is that kind of indicative of, of what, what in a way what yes the word yeah. count for each I, section I, or? I think though as a ballpark mm. just to, as a guide okay uh, you know in order to say well along with a piece of string almost yeah so for each of the sections I would be saying uh, aim for one and a half uh, thousand uh, 1500 words yes for each section so it's for instance I, I think the history of your organization would probably take more okay than 1500 words you may find yourself not drifting but developing more Material and it may move to closer to two thousand words. Yeah, yeah. While the reflective piece at the the last piece may be nearer one thousand words. Yeah. In fairness, again, the key thing to remember with all of this work is quality over quantity. Oh yes. But if in terms of just keeping an eye on it, yeah. in, in relation to the quantity side of it, mm-hmm. if you consider one and a half thousand to two thousand words, okay. Is but if you find yourself reaching the 2,000 word mark for each section, then you need to be mindful of that. Okay. Um, but again, please, if you find that you've an awful lot to say on a subject matter, uh, talk to your tutor. There are ways around this because we can include material. Oh, the, appendices. the appendices. Absolutely. Yes. If, it's a, if it's crucial. Um, obviously, we don't want to just bang everything into the appendices. That goes without saying. But if there's really key information, then we can work with you on that, please. Yeah. That's very good. And in relation to the introduction and conclusion, then yes. it's the standard, you know, it's about 250 words yeah. for the yeah. introduction. Very much the so. introduction's key. I, I know it's only a small part of it, it's only 5%, but it's, it's key in relation to it. It immediately introduces your reader to how you're going to present this uh, project, what it's about, etc., how it's structured. So, but if you go over about 250 to 300 words for the introduction, too long. If it goes on to a second page, it's too long. Very much so. And it's quite clear, you know, project management, define it. This is the way it's structured, which is the way it's structured in the assessment brief. And then finally, you know, how you're going to start. It's a definition of project, where you're at in relation to project management, and then um, how you're going to break down the assignment. And that's the introduction. And the conclusion is really... T- two key parts which is summarize and evaluate the main points of the assignment and also just about what what's the key thing you actually learned through this particular assignment which will probably be 
in, indicated within the reflection. Very much so. Just in relation to word count, the word the co- college word count policy is so this is six thousand to seven thousand words. So you can have ten percent under, which means you can go from five thousand four hundred to seven thousand seven hundred. So you have a wide area to hit there. Yeah. But you probably need more. Whenever there you see your first assignment and it's two thousand five hundred words, students always say, "How am I going to write two thousand five hundred words on anything?" But um, by the time it comes to your degree year, you're kind of saying, "You're only giving me seven thousand words. <laughs> I have so much to say." So yes. Um, in relation to the way this is presented, Brandon, yeah, and uh, standard, standard way yeah. of uh, presenting it, it'll be obviously somewhat larger. It'll yeah. have its different sections. You may have appendices, um, such as, for instance, there may be elements of the history of the organisation that you include in your appendices. Um, Likewise, maybe if you have a very detailed Gantt chart, you might want to present that as an appendices, uh, as an appendix. But, um, yeah, just literally um, present your work in the same way as you present um, your previous assignments. As I say, it'll be larger but the same principles. It's the same structure. Yeah, very much so. And I've left the best to last, which is uh, every student's favourite, referencing. Yes, indeed. Um, So in relation to referencing, Brendan, any sort of indication for students here? Yeah, for, uh, I suppose, (laughs) this will be the final piece of a... of their studies of three years. Yeah. So there's uh, no no pressure around <laughs> the, the referencing. Uh, but all uh, in all seriousness, there will be an expectation that um, at this stage of people's studies that referencing will be well addressed. Yeah. Uh, we've received feedback from our external examiner oh, yes. who uh, has highlighted this and saying that at level seven, at the end of a level seven, uh, yeah. program that really uh, referencing should be fairly well nailed by uh, by students and um, once again if you have any difficulties around that please use your tutorial supports in relation to the number of references mm. um, there'll be an expectation that you know if you consider the four different sections yeah that really you know, having uh, approximately 20, 20 plus references yeah. uh, or sources um, uh, would be the expectation because you'll find that uh, not only will you be making reference to the module material, yeah. you'll also be making reference to other modules. We've, we've spoken about, for instance, uh, DAS four functions. And so you'd be re- referencing mm-hmm. the first module of your studies way yeah. back in year one. Uh, you'd be referencing external sources, and um, that goes without saying. So uh, you'll find that the building up 20 references or 20 plus references shouldn't be a difficult task by any means. Uh, absolutely. Like referencing is the, the, the best analogy ever. It's, it's not like the sprinkles on a cake on the top, you know, there's kind of hundreds and thousands. It's actually the cake itself. So references are built in. So into your into your text, into your content, and therefore you're ensuring that for any particular point you make, you have a supporting reference. Very is really so. yeah. is really key in relation to supports. There's a number of supports in the academic writing support section, on in the library section online. If you want in relation to referencing, Excellent. so therefore. Yeah. And, and indeed, to echo what Brendan said in relation to the external examiners, it really can be the difference between the distinction 
and a merit grade so. and a pass yeah. Yeah. is your referencing because your referencing is really highlighting your understanding and the extern was very clear clear on that over the past couple of years so uh, have you anything else to add Brendan I suppose the deadline is Sunday the 28th of June 2020 yes. yeah. uh, God knows what sort of world we'll be living in by then will Trump be gone <laughs> will, uh, <laughs> will the Tories be gone uh, we don't know you know, uh, will Man United have won a trophy? We just do not know. Probably so not. Probably not, actually. That's just the madness thing um, out of those three. But in relation to it, yeah, so Sunday the 28th of June, midnight, is your submission. As Brendan said, the key support here is your tutor. Contact your tutor. Let your tutor know where you're at. But it's all well described in the assessment brief, and your module is key. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, anything else to say, Brendan? No, just to wish everybody the very best with this uh, important work. Uh, I think you will enjoy it. It's a, it's a challenge, but it is a real key learning experience and well worth it. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Brendan. Thank and, you. And best of luck to the students. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And if you have anything or any other questions you want us to answer in relation to project management or any other aspect of your degree year, please just let us know through your tutor or online and we will add it to the next podcast. Thank you very much for listening.